Hello and welcome to the Elemental Entrepreneurship Podcast. The elements are a metaphor, a simple organizational system to help us understand business and ourselves as business owners. And they are the components of nature, the roots of magic, and the building blocks of life. We all have some aspects of life and business where we thrive and others that are more challenging. By looking at these things elementally, we remove shame and judgment and can discern which elements would help us bring ourselves into balance. Earth, root chakra, Capricorn, Taurus, Virgo. Earth rules the parts of business that keep us safe and secure as we do our soul work. Sustainability, finances, contracts, systems, our core values, and clarity about exactly what our medicine is and how we fit into the ecosystem are governed by Earth element. Air, heart and third eye chakra, Gemini, Libra, Aquarius. Air rules our big vision, our ultimate picture of success. It's where we connect our medicine to a mission and decide what kind of impact we want to create during our time on this planet. Water. Sacral Chakra, Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces. This is the realm of our emotions, and business is emotional. How we feel about people, ourselves, visibility, uncertainty, how we handle stress and disappointment, all of this and more affects how you navigate your business. Water Element is where we learn to resource ourselves and expand our capacity to hold the big feelings that come with doing our work in the world. Fire. Solar plexus chakra, Aries, Leo, Sagittarius. Fire is where we take our gifts, our uniqueness, and our creations, and we blaze them out into the world. All things selling, marketing, and the day-to-day actions of running our business are ruled by fire. Too much fire and we burn out. Not enough and our business never makes it off the ground. And spirit, crown chakra. Every good gardener knows the day you plant the seed is not the day you eat the fruit. Spirit rules the faith required to keep tending your business long before you've seen a single sprout of evidence that it's growing. No matter what you believe in, spirit element is what you travel through after you leap and before you land. Life thrives when all of the elements are in balance. So do you, and so will your business. To find out your dominant element, take our quiz at intuitiveedgecoaching.com quiz. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Elemental Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah. Thank you for being here with me today. If you're here for the first time, I'm so glad you're here. If you're coming back, welcome back. I'm late on today's episode, y'all. I'm behind. And the reason I say that I'm behind, which I usually try not to say, is that The episode that should be coming out today is the Capricorn season reading for the collective. Uh, And this episode should have come out a few days ago. However, like many of us, I'm sure during this season, I have had house guests. My family was here for a week and my little routine got all the way thrown off. I live alone. I am not used to having people in my house all the time. I am not used to being in 24-7 hostess mode. And it definitely threw everything off. And trying to find a quiet moment in my home while there were other people here was trickier than I anticipated that it might be. So uh, 
here we are with today's episode. If you're already subscribed to me on YouTube, this did drop on YouTube, uh, I think a week ago. So that is the spot now. I'm going to be releasing things here and there most of the time, though there will be some YouTube specific content. So, um, video podcast episodes will now be over there and there will be other content created just for YouTube that lives over there. And, uh, yeah, so sometimes there will be these audio only things and, uh, sometimes they'll be in both places, but if you like my content, I really highly suggest that you subscribe over on YouTube and see the goodies that are over there. I am also considering giving myself a little challenge of going live every day in January on YouTube and dropping a valuable piece of business coaching or life coaching information. So that's going to be fun. And if you want to join me on doing that experiment, do it. Go live somewhere every day for January and tell me how it goes. Today's episode is called Do This Now, an end of year checklist for entrepreneurs. And this is my elemental entrepreneurship annual review and planning format. This is what I do in my business as I review the year that's ending and prepare for the year ahead. So in this episode, I'm breaking down everything that I think we should be looking at, considering, reviewing, and preparing for in this liminal space as one year is ending and another is beginning. And I'm sharing it all with you. You can take out a pen and paper, not if you're driving, but if you're sitting somewhere while you're listening to this, take out a pen and paper and drop uh, a list of what the things are and you can guide yourself through it. If it feels a little overwhelming or if you're like me and body double doubling is the move and you know you won't do stuff like this if you're alone, I would love to invite you to come to Mush Week next week. It is an annual review and planning retreat during that mushy week between Christmas and New Year's where we don't really know what day it is and we're all kind of cozy and it's full-on relaxed winter holiday mode. But also, if you're like me, when you're relaxing, you're like, I kind of feel like I could be getting deep work done for my business because I don't have appointments right now. So what should I be doing? This is a great thing to be doing. And the link to sign up for Mush Week is in the show notes. So I hope that you join us for that. Also at Mush Week, I'm going to be dropping a super secret offer. And I'm not going to tell you what it is here. The only way to find out is to be at Mush Week or to be on my email list. So uh, if you are curious and nosy and you want to know what the super secret offer is, I hope that you decide to get on my email list and join us for Mush Week and then you'll find out next week with everybody else. With that being said, happy winter solstice, Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and enjoy this episode. Hope to see you next week. So today, as we dive into what do I like to review for the year that's ending and to prepare for the year ahead, we're going to do that in elemental categories because that's the way that I work on my own and that's the way that I work with all my clients. So we're going to start with earth. We always start with earth. We need that groundwork. We need that foundation. So thing number one in earth is get your books in order. 
Do you have all of your expenses and income from 2023 categorized and in an easy to access place so that early next year when it's tax time, you know where everything is and you're ready to hand it to your tax professional. Also, if you are going to need to send out 1099s, that's if you had contractors that you paid over $600 and you didn't pay them using um, paying for goods or services feature on PayPal. So if you pay someone using the uh, goods or services setting on PayPal, which means they're paying a PayPal fee, PayPal issues them a 1099 and you don't have to. But if you were paying them directly, you were paying them through Zelle, you were paying them uh, directly through invoices, anything like that, you may need to issue that contractor a 1099. Again, in the United States, that's only a contractor that you paid more than $600 to the same contractor. They're gonna need a 1099 and they need it by the end of January. So it's a really good idea to make sure that you get all your books in order in December, I think, at the end of this month, by the end of this month, so that you're ready for the beginning of next year and all of that is an easy light lift. If you're someone who's like, oh, I don't have my books together, I have a wonderful sheet that my accountant makes that I will put in the uh, box below and you can grab it. It is a smart sheet that you can put all of your data into and it will calculate all of your income, all of your expenses, your highest income categories and expense categories. It'll show you quarter over quarter growth and it's a really easy system to use. So if that's an area where you might be a little bit behind, fear not, I got you. I'll put the link in the show notes. Go grab that smart sheet get to tallying up that data. It doesn't take that long and you definitely need it. The next thing that you're going to want to consider is end of year purchases. I think it's a really good idea to lock in help contracts services for 2024 at the end of 2023 or whatever year it is that you're headed into because you can write those expenses off on this year's taxes. So if you're considering hiring a coach or joining a business coaching group for 2024, do it in December. That way you get the write-offs for this year and you don't have to wait a whole year to get those write-offs. If you're going to buy some tech, if you need a new camera, a new laptop, it's worth taking advantage of, of those holiday deals so that you can get that uh, write-off on this year's taxes. And yes, you get to write them off. Even if your business did not make any money this year, you just claim a loss. And that's a good thing for you in terms of getting money back on your taxes and subsidizing some of those investments that you're making in growing your business. So you definitely want to make sure that you make those end of year investments. Next, review your contracts. Are your contracts all still accurate? Do you still like them all? Do they still represent everything they need to represent? Your terms of purchase, your terms of service, your privacy policies, your one-on-one, -on -one, your group contracts, are they all correct? And do they all do what you need them to do to protect you going forward? Or do they need a little upgrade? This is a good time to look at that. Next, Review your software inventory. If you don't have a software inventory, that's something I highly recommend and I help my clients build one. Uh, I have mine in Notion, that's where I run my business. So a software inventory is just a database. You can make a Google Sheet that has every piece of software that you currently use in your business, what you pay for it, and when the subscription renews. So whether it's an annual or a monthly, how do you like it? What standard operating procedures do you use this software in? Is it still serving you? have you changed it out, right? It's a great idea to keep a software inventory because if you don't love a piece of software and you're not using it that much, 
Sometimes we let these little expenses add up and slip through the cracks and you might realize that you no longer want this piece of software and you wanna cancel it before an annual renewal hits your bank account. Now, if you're too late, don't worry. Most software companies will give you a full refund if you write to them and say, hey, I meant to cancel this, I'm so sorry. But it is a little easier and less stressful for you if you catch it before that happens. So it's a great time to go through all of the software that you currently have a subscription to and just see, do I still like this? Am I still using it? Is it still worth the money? Is there a better option? And if there's subscriptions that you wanna cancel before that annual renewal fee hits, cancel it now. The next one is review your standard operating procedures. This to me goes with my software inventory because usually my SOPs reference a piece of software like, you know, when a client books a call, they do it in Acuity and then they get this follow-up, that follow-up, right? So if you were gonna change from Acuity to Calendly, then that SOP would need to be updated. So it's a really good time to look through your existing SOPs and just see, do we still do it like this? Is this efficient? Does this work? Does this serve us? Or do we actually do something different? Are we following these steps or are we not following them? Do we need to change and update this? Um, or maybe there's something that we all do in the business or I do in the business now that I don't have a standard operating procedure written for, which means I couldn't delegate it and nobody could help me with it. So it's a good time to make sure you've created an SOP for that process. So end of year SOP is always a good thing to do. Those are all my earth recommendations. Are we ready for air? So my air end of year activities. First, I think it's a great time of year to check in with your why, your big vision and your mission. Have they changed? Are you still as connected to your why as you were at the beginning of the year or as you were when you started? Has anything changed? Do you still feel on track? Do you still feel connected to your mission, to your vision, to your why? Next is your ideal client avatar. If you see me looking down, y'all, that's where my notes are. I'm not fancy. I don't have a teleprompter. I might get one eventually. You know what? In fact, go ahead, like, share, and subscribe if you want me to get a teleprompter. That's how I'll know. Uh, so if you see me looking down, it's because I'm not fancy and that's where my notes are. So number two is to review your ideal client avatar. Has your ideal client changed? Will your ideal client be changing as you move into the next year? For example, are you raising your prices? When you raise your prices, sometimes you're changing your ideal client avatar, especially if you're raising your prices substantially. Another thing to consider is, you know, when I started, I thought I was targeting a more entry level or beginning level client. And now I realize my product's actually better suited to a more established client. So I need to change my ideal client. Hey, entrepreneur, I don't care what stage of business you're in. If you're doing it alone, you're doing it wrong. We need people. We need people in our corner. We need outside eyes. We need someone to go to. We need that in case of emergency break glass person that we can call when we're stuck or frustrated or overwhelmed, when we aren't sure what move to make, or when we just want to celebrate our accomplishments. We need the right people on our team. No one who has ever built a big, successful business does it alone. You should not be trying to do it all alone. You need people in your corner because owning and running a business might be one of the hardest things you ever do. And most people in your life simply won't be able to relate or guide you if they've never done what you're trying to do. Ideally, I'd like to see you in one-on-one -on -one coaching so that I can really be a partner to you behind the scenes in the day-to-day -day of your business and walk alongside you through every season, every stage, even into the nitty-gritty details. But if you're not ready for that, 
At the very least, I want you to get into the Elemental Entrepreneurship Coven. Elemental Entrepreneurship Coven is the number one resource you need for success as a heart-centered creative entrepreneur. There is truly nothing else like it on the market. It's a hybrid of courses, group coaching, a mastermind, and a brilliant, supportive community all in one. Joining the Coven will connect you to teaching and tools designed to guide you through every single step of building and scaling your business to six figures. No more questioning what to do all by yourself. No more buying random one-off courses on different topics and trying to patchwork it all together. Every single topic you need is covered. We're talking from legal structure to contracts to branding to marketing to product development, launching, you name it, it's in here. Can you imagine never having to buy another course again because you've already got it all under one roof and if you need something, you can just search it and find it? That alone is worth the investment. But you also get access to bi-weekly, high-impact live group coaching sessions with me, ongoing workshops with guest experts, and our private Facebook group so that you can stop doing business alone. And you should. An Elemental Entrepreneurship Coven is one amazing way that you can do that. Go to intuitiveedgecoaching.com slash coven, C-O-V-E-N, to join today. And as a special thank you for being a listener to the pod, simply enter the code podcast on any checkout page for 11% off your first three months of membership at any level. That's intuitiveedgecoaching.com slash coven and enter the code podcast at checkout. I can't wait to help you grow your business so that you can make a bigger impact, help more people, share your gifts with a larger audience, and make the money you deserve to be making for your gifts, skills, and talents. But most of all, I want to see you so confident and so self-assured that you are just as talented at running a business as you are at the thing you and that is within reach when you join the coven. So I can't wait to see you inside. Let's get back to the show. So the next is set your stretch goals for the year ahead. Something a little bit scary, a little bit big, something that makes your tummy do a little leap is a great stretch goal. So thinking about what you wanna do and then like maybe just push that just a little bit and see if you can take it a little bit farther. It should be just a little tingly, just a little bit scary. That's a great stretch goal for you to have. After your stretch goal, you wanna check your messaging pillars. If you've updated your why, if you've updated your vision, if you're changing anything about your mission, if you're changing anything about your ideal client, if you're changing anything about what your company is doing in 2024, then you're gonna wanna update your messaging pillars to reflect those changes. So you might need to do a little message pillar upgrade and update as you are moving into the year ahead. Those are our air tasks. Now we're moving into fire. So fire review is fun. It's a great time to review your offer suite. Is anything gonna be retired? Are there any services or products you're not gonna offer in the year ahead? And if so, it's a great time to have a little inventory sale and sell them off one last time. Get a little cash influx there. So is anything retiring? Do any of your products need a makeover? Are there videos and courses that you made that need to be re-recorded? Are there things that need new packaging, right? Or how do I feel about my offers? Does anything need to go? And does anything need an upgrade? 
Next is your 2024 sales plan. Do you have one? If you don't, you should definitely make one now. But if you do, it's a great time to just take a look at it, review it. How do I feel about it? Do I still feel inspired about it? Do I still feel excited about it? I just reviewed my offer suite and realized I'm gonna retire something. That's gonna change my sales plan. This is a good time to just touch base with next year's sales plan and make sure that it still feels exciting to you. And of course, connected to that, the next one is to look at your launch calendar. This is when you're gonna start the, the launch runway, the nurture phase for talking about the product that you're gonna be selling. Where does that happen on the calendar? When do you start talking about it? If you're doing free events as part of your launch strategy, when are those events gonna happen? Then when is the cart gonna open for your offer? When is the cart gonna close for your offer? That's gonna give you a lot of information about the work that you need to do next year and the schedule you need to be on to get things ready in time for that uh, launch to happen. So you want to make sure you have your sales calendar and your launch calendar in lockstep for the year ahead. Next is your marketing strategy. What are you going to do next year? And if you don't have one, this is a really good time to make sure that you do have one. But if you do have one, again, it's just a good time to take a look at it, make sure you understand it, make sure you feel good about it, make sure you're excited about it, make sure you feel clear on it, that you understand how your overall marketing strategy for the year connects to your products, your sales, and your launches. Next, you want to look at your visual branding. Do we still love it? Do I still like it? Do I still love my colors and my fonts and my logos? Is everything still looking the way that I want it to look? Does my website and my Instagram and my email, do they all match? Is everything looking professional? Does it reflect the value and the values of my company? Does my branding do legwork for me? Does it give people a sense of who I am and what I'm like and what I do? And if not, does my branding need an update? Is it photo shoot time? Do I need new things made? This is a really great time of year to be thinking about branding and of course when we're making those end of year investments if you need your branding to be judged it might be a great time to consider hiring a brand designer or hiring a web designer and refreshing your look for the year ahead now we want to look at your schedules and your deadlines so we already talked about all of these things that you have coming for me, I like to know, okay, if my launch, I'm going to start nurture on January 15th, when do I need to have my part of the work done? When do I need to have my product description? When do I need to have my landing page copy? When do I need to have the messaging pillars for each stage of our social media content? When do I need all of my stuff mapped out? When do I need to get photos and copy to my designer so that they can get the landing page back to me, right? The more we can reverse engineer when things need to be done, the easier it is for us to plan our work so that we can work our plan so that we never find ourselves stressed and scrambling at the last minute or late and delayed trying to get everything done because we were able to work backwards from the deadline and figure out when we needed to start so that we could get everything done on time. And finally in FIRE, who do you need to be in 2024? Who do you need to be next year in order to accomplish these goals? Thinking about this in terms of identity, who do I need to be in order to do this work so that I can have the results that I want to have? Always looking at be, do, have, rather than have, do, be. We never want to think if I just had these results, then I would do different things and then I would be the kind of person who's successful. No, no. Who do you need to be to accomplish all of these goals in 2024? And once you decide, who you need to be, what would that person do? Do that. It's a pretty good plan that if you know who you need to be and you do the things that that kind of person would do, that you're going to have those results. So think about it in that order.
Next, we look at water. Water is our emotional world. And this is really important because if you've been going through this video and you're taking notes and you're going, oh shit, <laughs> I'm so nervous now. I'm so worried. How am I gonna do all of this? I want you to pay careful attention to the oops, to the, to the oh shit, to the how am I gonna do that, that comes up as you consider your 2024 plans, as you consider your stretch goals, all of the places that you feel nervous and scared and under-resourced, those are the things you wanna pay attention to because those are a blueprint, an exact map, an invitation to the work that you need to do, to the emotional support that you need to get in order to be the kind of person you need to be, to do the activities that you need to do, to have the results that you wanna have. We cannot skip that personal development work. We cannot skip emotion and our emotions. One thing that you're gonna hear me say all the time is a strategy is only as good as the nervous system of the body that has to execute the strategy. If I give you a strategy or a task that makes you feel scared or overwhelmed or shut down, you're not going to do that strategy. So a big part of doing the actions is monitoring how does the idea of me being the kind of person who takes these actions make me feel. And if it makes me feel overwhelmed, if it sends me into freeze, if it makes me shut down, if it makes me feel avoidant, there's some emotional work that needs doing there. Maybe that's a therapist, maybe it's working with a coach, maybe it's doing some nervous system, somatic support work, whatever it is, notice where you feel scared and shut down and commit to getting yourself the help you need to take care of yourself emotionally so that you can do the work that you need to do to have the results that you wanna have. Another thing is to consider what emotions caused you the most setbacks in 2023 and what emotional habits caused you the most setbacks in 2023. Maybe it's a lack of boundaries, maybe it is overwhelm and avoidance, but whatever it is for you, it's really important for you to take an honest look and do an honest emotional inventory at what were the emotional situations that caused me the most slowdowns, essentially cost me the most money last year, and how am I committed to getting myself emotional support so that that does not happen in the year ahead? How am I committed to changing that? How would I rather feel? How would I rather show up? How would I rather be? How would I rather experience the world? You making those decisions and deciding that you're going to get yourself the support you need so that you don't have those same emotional habits in the year ahead is probably one of the most beneficial things that you can commit to. All these other strategies might be secondary to that one thing. Next would be what situations happened last year that caused you to notice your own growth and your own increased capacity. This is the celebration moment. Sometimes a client just had this with me today. Sometimes we have moments where we notice that we're in a situation and we're like, oh, a month ago, a year ago, six weeks ago, a certain period in the past, if this had happened, I would have freaked out. But now it's happening and I feel okay. We wanna take a moment to notice our growth to notice our expansion, to notice our increased capacity and our increased confidence as business owners. So take a look at things that may have happened this year where you want to just give yourself credit for how far you've come and be able to say, you know, there was a time that that situation really would have bummed me out or really would have taken me out of the game. And this time it didn't. And I deserve 
credit for that because not all of the wins in business are financial. Some of the wins in business have to do with how we're growing as a person in business and you deserve to recognize yourself for that and be celebrated for that. So next is who are the friends, coaches, mentors, therapists, practitioners, support systems that I'm going to have in place for 2024 to help me reach my goals. Me and one of my friends call this our EMT, our excellent management team. Who's going to be on your excellence management team next year? And can you get those people committed on deck and on board? Who's going to be your mastermind group? Who are you going to work with to make sure that all of the goals that you have for yourself that you reach next year, nobody does it alone. So make sure you're really clear on who are my in case of emergency break glass contacts for next year and just check in with them and make sure if they're friends like hey are you on board to do this with me next year next year if I need you can I call you are you on my team uh, maybe it's a trade maybe it's co-working uh, if you're gonna enroll yourself in a business coaching group or hire a business coach for next year this is a really good time to do it again making those end-of-year investments so this is a great time to make sure that you're not walking into next year alone you know exactly who's gonna be there to support you and exactly what the things are both in your business and in yourself that you want to work on. And finally, we come to spirit. So one thing that I always think is really important is doing a ritual to close the year, to celebrate everything that happened, the wins and the losses, the beautiful things and the hard things. Do a little ritual to thank myself, thank my business, thank all my clients, thank the spirit of my business itself for this year of growth and collaboration, of challenge, of being in business. What a beautiful thing. So doing a ritual to just close that out, say thank you, and then a road opening ritual to welcome whatever lies ahead and all of the growth, all of the expansion that we're so excited to step into for the year ahead. We want wide open roads. We want clear pathways. So we want to open all of that up. And I love doing a little uh, year end ritual and an open road ritual for the year ahead. I also always think that the end of the year is a great time to review your spiritual hygiene. So if this is something that you believe in, I think it's really important to consider, especially if you do business on the internet and you just open yourself up to lots of eyeballs. Um, sometimes we're opening ourselves up to what I might call like unintentional evil eye, right? People who are just negative or catty or jealous or don't like to see us succeed, um, any type of negative energy, they may not even really be actively kind of directing it at us. We may just kind of pick up ambient yuck. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it, ambient yuck. And so making sure that we have good spiritual hygiene, I do cleanses and protections on my phone itself. I put elements of cleansing and protection in my social media posts and in my emails. They're not always visible, but I know that they're there. And I have regular cleansing and protection things that I do on my body, my office, my home, because I know that just by being visible on the internet, I'm opening myself up to the whole world and I'm letting anybody see me, interact with me, engage with me, send me their energy, whether I like what they're sending me or not. And so I always think it's a good idea to just review your protection practices and your consent, your energetic consent. What am I allowing into my space and what am I not available for? This is a great time of year to just make sure that you know what are my protection practices going to be in the year ahead? How am I going to maintain my energetic boundaries in the year ahead? How am I going to cleanse myself from energy that I'm picking up on the internet? 
um, or as I do business, as I engage with clients, how am I going to cleanse myself of that regularly so that nothing yucky is like sticking to me and weighing me down and bogging me down with anything that I didn't decide that I wanted to carry. Uh, and the next thing is building your trust muscle. So as we're setting these big stretch goals, as we're attending to our emotions, as we're thinking about ourselves and the things that we're going to do, we also need to consider that there's so much about business that we just do not have control over. There's so much about business that is not our part. There's so much about business that relies on other people taking certain actions and our faith that other people are going to see our offers, see our messaging, see our work and say, yes, I wanna work with you and that they're gonna come. That requires faith. We need to believe that there is some type of benevolent matrix at work underneath everything that is helping us toward our goals that is helping us along the path. So that might be God for you. It might be the universe. It might be some form of animism. It may be whatever spiritual tradition that you subscribe to. But there's one thing to say you believe and another thing to operate as though your hustle is the only determining factor in your success. And I think a lot of people feel like they have faith, but they also end up feeling like they have to do everything in order to be successful, that it's all up to them. The truth is there's only a small part of it that's up to us. We want to do our absolute best. We want to take really good care of ourselves. We want to be putting out the best quality work that we possibly can. We want to be getting mentorship, getting guidance, getting support, taking aligned action, and knowing when it's time to take our hands off the steering wheel and have faith that the work that we've done is going to bear fruit. The tree that I planted is going to grow. I don't need to sit over it 24 hours a day, watering it and talking to it and checking it to make sure that it's going to grow. I can trust. I planted the seed. I show up every day and water it. The sun's going to do its part. The wind is going to do its part. The tree itself is going to do its part. I have faith in the evolution and the growth that is going to take place when I do my part. And I understand that not all of it is up to me. And so it's a really good time of year to just check in with your faith with your trust? Do I believe that I will be supported in my path toward these goals next year? Maybe there's a patron saint, an energy, an element, a angel number, a animal, a sign that you want to say like, hey, when I see butterflies, I'm going to take that as a sign that everything is working out toward my goals and it's going the way that I want them to go, right? To assign yourself these little things that you can use to help build up that trust muscle and feel reassured that the things that you're working toward will come to fruition and that you don't have to think that good things only happen as a result of your physical hard work. Your physical work is important and you're not the only player on the field. And so it's a really good time to just tap in with your trust muscle and think about signs, symbols, and spiritual support uh, that will help you along your path for the year ahead. So that is my checklist for you. This video came out longer than I thought it was going to, but I hope that this was beneficial. Please give me uh, a comment and let me know if this was helpful for you. And if you're like, oh my God, this is way too much. I have no idea how I'm going to do this all by myself. I would love for you to come to an end of year retreat with me. It is December 26th, 27th, and 28th, 2023. And we're going to be going through each of these things with worksheets, with support in community. It's only 77 bucks. Everybody's 
invited, I decided to call it Mush Week because I think that the week between Christmas and New Year is Mush Week, right? We're just like, we're lazy, no one knows what day it is. We don't really have any appointments, but we feel like we should be working on our business. We're relaxed, we're cozy, we're eating all the leftovers this is a great time to do this type of review work. So we're gonna be doing it all together. There will be replays available. Like I said, three days, three hours a day. We're gonna go deep into all of this. I'm gonna give you worksheets and templates and support for all of it. You can ask me all the business coaching questions that you have, uh, and I will put the links for that in the show notes. Uh, so if this video made you like, oh my God, I have so much work to do. I would love to help you do that work. And I hope that you decide to join us for Mush Week. I'd love to see you there and help you out. If you have any other questions, you can always reach out to me, intuitiveedgecoaching at gmail, or you can leave a comment. I would love to hear from you. Uh, I think that's everything. Okay, love you. Bye. That's our episode for today. Thank you as always for being here and for listening to the podcast. I know there are so many things that you could be doing with your time. So many things you could be listening to. It is an honor that you choose to be here. Connect with me on Instagram at intuitive edge coaching. Have a great day.